Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Beovil Mar, the Channeler. Hi, I'm JD. I'm playing Ukaz Kozaked, the Skirmisher. Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Anapra, the Monster Hunter. And I'm Zach, your Dungeon Master for this session. And this is The Chimera Cast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChimeraCast. we left off the group had entered the pythian catacombs you all met the ashen statued remains of benza's lover suwa and then plunged deeper into the catacombs you encountered the lair of the weaver golgotha as the ritual was taking place you watched one of the warriors become anointed and in the end you all were able to defeat them and move beyond golgotha's realm taking some weapons with you what sits before you now is an archway enchanted with pythian runes and benza is puzzling over it, trying to discern what needs to be done. I would like the opportunity to retcon a little bit because we haven't engaged with this very much, and I killed one of the the uh, the two, not anointed, but the uh, Golgotha's people, whatever you call mm-hmm. them. I would like to claim a trophy from the one that I Ooh. killed, the spear wielding. That sounds good to me. What Tight. would you like to claim? So it was it was established that Bale brought this figure back to life, correct? So it would um animated it, I guess maybe a better oh, way to say. Oh, that's right. It. That's right. So I was going to suggest its heart. You would like <laughs> to take this thing's heart. I I would like I would like as we are as we are coming upon this ruined archway, archway? Yep. As we are coming upon this ruined archway, I would like I would like to find its strangely still beating heart. Stuck on one of the uh, not-yet-returned-to-form spikes on the rocky hand. Mm. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, and I'm down, and it is still beating, of course. The the relentless dead never stop beating. So go ahead and, and say that you have... Uh, and then it, it like grants you a, an ability, right? Correct. Yeah. So uh, if, we haven't, if we haven't done it before, uh, uh, the, well, we have, but I have some minute. eyeballs. But it's been a minute. The, the the monster hunter has a move called Grizzly Trophy. When you slay a dangerous creature, you may impart some of its power into a trophy, a horn, a claw, a skull, or some other body part. For every trophy you take, the GM will give you an appropriate non-magical move related to the monster's move list. As long as you wear the trophy on your person, you may perform that move, though you may have to defy danger to do so. The uh, trophy that I have from before is uh, somebody's eyeballs. I don't remember whose eyeballs. Uh, but they are constantly weeping, and I can I can smoosh them to give me advantage when trying to convince someone of something. Oh, yeah. The heart is a very uh, sacred symbol in Pythia. In particular, these anointed were of a higher stature. If you were to wear the heart around your chest, you can command underlings below their station. Sick. Oh, that's fucking cool. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a bunch of little nulsks running around. Exactly, big old, yeah. big old rose. I think that's, I think that's uh, yeah, very, that's very cool. logical and, a, and an appropriate, appropriately leveled power for this sort of thing. I think it's really cool. 
So you guys are chilling outside of this arch in this room. There isn't really much else going on as far as light. You're still getting the light from your gemstones. But you see Benza, who is running his hands across the arch, trying to, it looks like he's trying to recall something. You guys, this will be a little bit of time and space to do whatever. But. I'm I'm tying this, like, like gushing, like, str- it is it is still beating. You can hear hear it. Yeah, there's, there's, I imagine there's, like, fluid moving in between the chambers. Yeah. Yeah. What's everybody's hit points at? 11. 15. Okay. What are you at? 15. You guys uh, are we're fine. healthy. Yeah, you're healthy yeah. boys. I'll save them. They're, they're probably better used tactically when we actually need it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll roll really well and we won't need them. Exactly. Optimism is key in Pythia. Yep. Uh, I think I am. Ukaz is like feeling the heft of the spear and like doing some some dancing around with it to try and get a feel for it to understand how it you know feels and moves in his hands and everything. I assume does it have reach as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, it would have the yeah, it would have reach totally. I just wanted to make sure that it, the tag was actually on there. As a sweet point of flavor, so I tie this heart around my chest and it it like has like little like mouths that grow out of it and start biting at me and they bite into the rock and grass on my arm mm. and start pumping and the grass turns purple. Uh, I don't think that's just flavor, bud. No, <laughs> it's not just flavor. Boys, are you doing anything else while you have this moment? I mean, I it, so it sounds like Ukaz and I are doing something and we're trying to give Bale and uh, his potential bow a little bit more room. I, I actually have a question. Yeah. Uh, does Bale remember that he doesn't remember something right because i i don't oh. remember my children's birth like does he realize that there's like a chunk that's missing or is it just it's like you can't recall it's like a, a password you can't remember it like it's like you can't quite put gotcha. your finger on it and you kind of like collect so it, he, it's not that it. he knows that there was something there it's just like you know something's missing I yeah think maybe yeah. a better way to say it. yeah at least that's that's how I thought about it. Like you, you know that yeah, they're, they're, yeah. you remember a gap, but you don't know what the gap is. Yeah. So I know that I have children. I just don't remember their birth. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Bale is like sitting on a on a like turned over like a downed stone or like a protrusion, and just like not not weeping, but like quietly like trying to remember and like crying that he can't. Right. Like he knows that there's supposed to be something there, and these two like occasions like oh i forgot like uh something like an important person and this important event and like trying to fill in those gaps where there's just nothing left are you okay bale <laughs> oh you thought you're gonna get to have sexy time with the guy reading the runes <laughs> yeah <laughs> lancer i'm pretty beat up but your your healing powers do they only work on the body well, can you can you heal the mind as well? I'm afraid I, my my learning hasn't quite gotten beyond that of the bodily. When it comes to extracurricular things like that, I haven't quite learned enough. And then he pulls out his spikes. So I usually just deal with it in this way. I'm uh, I don't think that will be necessary. But I I did get pretty beat up in that fight, like I said. Do you think you could uh, heal me, Lancer? That is why you're here, right? I suppose so. And yeah, he'll try and heal you. 
I don't remember how this works. Uh, you roll, don't you ever, roll plus, plus his, his loyalty. His loyalty. Did, someone has Lancer on their stat sheet, don't they? Uh, no, to get him to get him to do something that's like in his wheelhouse, which um, this is. Uh, I think so, you roll plus skill. Yeah, but what is that? Uh, his skill is two. Loyalty is to get them to do something that they don't want to do. Oh yeah, oh, you're right, 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 right. Um, and that's so. that's zero. Uh, and then he and then he heals two. um two times his skill in HP and then four. four. Oh, and when we camp, he adds his skill in HP to us automatically. That's nice. Oh, uh, and then after he makes this first aid roll, he has a minus one forward to his next roll. Gotcha, JD. You have elected yourself to be his keeper. So no, one. sorry, bud. Uh, that's a seven. Fantastic. So I heal four? Yeah, that would be the case. What is what does it look like when Lancer heals me? Yeah, that's significantly cool. What what injury was he healing of yours? Ooh, I think one of these uh the the cut from the memory blade. Uh, yeah, yeah, the the Kopesh, the Gogothan claw. Yeah. I think it was like uh pretty d- much deeper in my side than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's it's like this deep gash across my my side that when I sat down, you know, it's like as the the adrenaline wears off, you're like, oh, oh fuck, I'm really hurt. Yeah, yeah. He pulls out a small like bit of like gauzy cloth. Like think think of like gauze, but it's black and see through. Okay. Um, and he he says some some words over top of it. Like think of like when when you've seen like a magician try and like hide a hide a ball inside their hand, like they make the ball disappear, and they're kind of like you know yeah. being very uh, demonstrative with their hands. And then you see the you see the glo- the cloth kind of take on almost like an uh, animated aspect to it, where it's kind of moving around in his hands. And then he just takes it almost like electricity or something, and it jumps from his hand onto your wound. And then you see the cloth like sew itself into the opening of the wound, and keep digging down and digging down until where the where the bloody mess was. It uh, immediately all dries up into a, a crust of blood. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, and start and like yeah begins the healing. Process. It's like the a golden like the scab has oh, gold yeah. in it. Yeah, totally. So I, I have a question, and this doesn't need to be pursued necessarily, but so he's a cleric. Yeah, we established that a cleric's uh, abilities are manifested from beseeching a god. For the abilities that they impart. Uh Uh-huh. His god is literally right behind him. Yes, indeed he is. So, you were asking, Nathan. Yes. What, what is, you didn't finish, I don't think. And that was was like, he's the the follower of this god. No, 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 that's. You just let one. Well. No, if he's no, no, clerics are, are, are empowered Mm -hmm. by, that's why they roll plus charisma. Yep. 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 They beseech their god, but his god's here. Yep. Does that have any sort of effect on his on what's happening? Is Benza doing something? I think what's what's the relationship here? Oh hey, this is hey sorry, I fucked up. I fucked up the hiring rules. My bad. Um, oh that's okay. I just wanted to course correct before we oh yeah before we get into the stuff. Get any um, further? I might just kind of do a retake of this. So I don't think we have to roll at all for him to do his skill. Oh sweet. Oh, okay. Um 
It's just when he's doing something that isn't that, or like, that he doesn't want to that he doesn't want to do. Yeah. yeah. As long okay, as cool. we continue to fill his cost, um, which I assume is good accomplished. Atten- f- friendship? Attention. <laughs> no, um th- there's like a list. Um but we could, you know, yeah, if you guys wanted to do make it something else outside of that, that's fine. Uh, and then a particular kindness is worth plus one loyalty forward. Disrespect is minus one loyalty forward. So I think he had a minus one. He has a minus one forward from something else that we must have done. Oh. oh. Which doesn't okay. sound like us. Um, yeah, we've been super nice to this guy the <laughs> whole yeah, I think time. you treated him like shit at one point. <laughs> and it's, if it's been a while since their cost was last paid, they get minus one loyalty ongoing. Um, so I think it's... <laughs> me, a hireling's loyalty can be permanently increased when they achieve some great deed with the players. Oh, a significant you know, failure or whatever. And then, yeah, so for skills, it just says um, you just distribute them. And then, yeah, it, for the priest, which is what we made him, first aid just heals two times the skill. And then you yep. take minus one forward as their healing is painful and distracting. There it is. Oh, okay. Well, oh, that's great. fucking Nukaz is going to get in this line then. <laughs> So I think I might leave all of this in because this all kind of like flows directly into itself, this questioning then as well. Because we saw the the gossamer stitching up the wound and that's when you're like, oh, that's great. And then it starts to tighten even more and start to pull on your pull your flesh in yeah and you feel like the stretch of your skin like pull get like it like is like pulling on it and you're just like ah ah like uh it starts to feel painful as if it's trying to sew the wound back together yeah yeah with what skin is there yeah. instead of like regrowing anything yeah. yeah it's like awkward awkwardly put it pulling and on like that. probably the muscle like everything inside is just being like wrenched together yeah, yeah. It's it's meant to save you from the brink. Yeah, and as he as he's doing that, and he says, "Sorry, you just you just need to be calm. It's going to be all right." Lancer, has anybody ever told you not to tell somebody who's in pain to be calm? I believe that's in one of my rights, isn't it, child? And Benza turns turns around. Just tell them they're not going to die. That's all they need to hear. You're not going to die. Good. You and he 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 looks at our little mopey friend. You need to be better. You have much to learn if you want to survive. And he goes back to reading the room. How much does it suck to get shut down by your own god? (laughs) Yeah, I was just gonna say if if like a god came down and was like, "Dude, you you gotta do better," I'd feel so bad. Well, he gets shut down by his own god, dismissed and pushed away. And he goes back and sits up against the wall. Uh, I think at this, Ukaz is going to be like, hey, if you need practice, I got something you can look at. <laughs> Points at his like memory blade cut as well. <laughs> he seems really hesitant to do it. But then you just hear Benza not pulling away from his work say, you're never going to get better if you don't keep trying. Help him. Yeah, there's not really a mechanic for increasing skill for hirelings, but we should figure that out or talk about at what point that would improve. Yeah. Because I think that's interesting. Um, but Yeah, totally. I think I might have an idea for it, actually. Seems like a, a pretty easy thing to, like, fictionally trigger. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Bale, uh, Bale looks at Benza. 
He's not much more than a child. There's no need to treat him that way. There isn't much time for him. You will need to grow up fast while we are here. Does it feel good having your wound pull on your own flesh? It is a mark of failure to study, not of any childishness. He's doing his best. I'll not bleed out now. It is uncomfortable, but I'll survive. Hopefully you will. Benza then takes out a piece of charcoal on the ground and starts drawing lines out from where the door is. Have I? Uh, Anap just like kind of coming out of the, the side of this entire conversation. Have you discovered something? Are you doing a ritual? What are you doing? What did you find? What does this say? Uh, I believe it accumulates to something of the door of desire. What desire? And he, he, he looks up from his charcoal drawings on the ground. Yours, I believe. And then his, and then his, pointing to each of you. And maybe if none of it works, mine. We shall see. I only did this once. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. What, uh, is that the cost? The desire? Does it give us something we desire? Is it, is it, uh, what do you mean? Both? Benza, if we're to travel through this together, you need to stop being coy. What, what, what does it want? What, uh, do, what, do we, what do we have to do? How can I help you? I, it's different for everyone. I believe you will be met with a choice, and you will have to choose your desire or coming back. And hopefully in some way we can get up there. And he just gestures up at the ceiling. I thought we were traveling through the catacombs to get to the castle. Are we to the castle? I hope so. Hmm. The distance works strangely here. Who wants to go first? Well, I'm right here. Why did, why did you turn away from me? That was kind of rude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and he just meets eyes with Bale. Wait. Okay, sorry. Out of character, Ryan's confused about how yeah. this is working. Uh-huh. It's our desire to get to a place. No, it's based upon your greatest desire. And that he's also been... Opens the door. It is not that uh, on its nose. There's not like a puzzle element to this. It is just a a thing that's going to happen. But yes, just okay. keeping in mind what you desire is important. Uh, there's not like a, this isn't like a, a puzzle that you're going to have to solve. Okay. What did you say before? Sorry, I interrupted. You didn't interrupt. Uh, Benza stops talking to Anep. And right, asked, he turns and, away. And asked you if you wanted to go, basically. Oh, if right? I was going to go first? Yeah. Oh, no, I just, I, I he's just eyeballing you. And <laughs> oh, looking, oh, I'm yeah, looking at you for no reason. No reason at all. <laughs> Bale uh, just kind of shrugs, like clicks his fingers back to the, the Pythian, mm-hmm. um, just in case. And, uh, yeah, he, like, cracks his knuckles. Uh uh yeah, and then Bale just kind of like pushes past, and he he gets the uh the kopesh out and just like, you really want to go first? I can hardly study if I'm the first one to go through. <laughs> yes, and you're lazy. Well, that was unnecessary. Well, didn't say it was wrong. <laughs> and I sit down. <laughs> uh yeah. Pull out um, pull out my notebook and like start sketching the sketching the, the arch. Uh yeah, I just. Bale goes through. Oh, cool. What is your greatest desire above all things? 
right now to dis- no, no 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 what is your greatest desire above all things not in the immediate like what is what is your greatest you know this all will happen you will defeat Oof. if you defeat the enemies and you get everything yeah, yeah. you've ever wanted what uh to die a better man and as you walk up to the arch awaiting pure danger on the other side you just see the stone wall and you hear just focus on your desire try and make it feel almost real and slowly your senses uh, start to be taken over you hear the rush of wind the chirping of birds the quick feet of children the scolds of a mother and you he says walk forward now i think and as you do and walk through the arch. What we see on our side is Bale collapse. Don't don't grab him. He's fine. He's fine. This is uh, supposed to happen. But Bale, as you walk through the arch, you feel lighter than you ever have. You feel at home in your skin. As you look at your fists that were once crawling with Pythian energy, you see only a man's hands. And as you look around into the room that you've just walked into you're greeted by the sight of your children and your wife and you hear daddy's home daddy's home and they run up and they jump into your arms bail give me three scenes that mean the most to you of the 40 years that you live in this world oh fuck okay and take your time (laughs) yeah thanks all right, who's up next? Is is that all he just walked through and fell over? I mean, I assume he's experiencing something. Don't you? I, I don't. I have no idea what's happening. Did he die? No, no. He should be in some kind of celestial space. Should be. I'm sorry. I didn't know that I was the, the master of all knowledge of Pythia. You're I... the only one who's been here before. I asked you to be more opaque, and all you've given me is roundabout answers to what's happening here. What's happening to him? Well, first off, being more opaque means I'm less clear. You asked me to be more clear, so I'm going to try and do that. I'm trying to write and talk at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> you go through. I'll go last. Why? Nah, yeah, you should go next, I think. I need to talk to the kid for a minute. Oh. Oh, well, that that certainly seems unsuspicious. The one that we didn't even know was on his way here. You suddenly need to have a heart-to-heart with. Are you being serious? (laughs) I just don't want to go through next. Ukaz. Uh, Ukaz, like, rolls his eyes at Benza, kind of gets up to his feet, kind of gingerly resting on on his rib where he got cut and stitched back up a little bit. And yeah, he he walks forward, and he, but he's he's like glaring at at Benza, and then approaches the arch and steps forward. What is your greatest desire? Uh, Ukaz's greatest desire. Ukaz's kid wants to have the right to his own soul, rather than have it be claimed by the gods. And also, it it, it that also you know implies that he wouldn't have to run. So to fully to fully escape his his predestined fate. Remind me who you killed. Didn't ever specify, I don't think. Um he the man that I killed was another of the holy caste of another clan. Basically the each clan is like responsible for upholding 
one of the gods and giving tribute to them. And so he was of another, of another gods, you know, in another god's service or whatever. And rather than capture him, I, I killed him distinctly on purpose. But I never went into any details on like why. Because focus on your greatest desire. And as you focus. Well, how am I supposed to know what that is? You must look deep within yourself, son. Uh, it's not just like I can just turn my eyeballs back into my head. This isn't magic. It is self-discovery. Don't be thick. And then he quiets down and like angrily but looks inward for a while, right? And it, I think it definitely takes him a lot longer than it took Bale to, to start. I think once you've settled the cacophony of your mind, of your youthful and powerful mind, you feel that transition to, you know, the salient, as if you're finally becoming one with yourself. But the cacophony of your mind slowly becomes an actual cacophony of drums, and you feel the presence of firelight and heat that is only cut off by dancing feet and shadows. And you hear a rhythmic tune that is familiar to you. It is of your people. And as you walk forward, you see before you a tribunal. And you can describe it how you want. I would never want to take that away from you. But how the hierarchy of your clan exists and how they pass judgment on those of your caste. You hear the boom of the voice of the orator. Now you must come, for the judgment will be true, and we will begin to truly understand who you are and who you are meant to be, because, because again, and as you walk through, just like Bale, your body goes limp. Tell me of the great truth that is uncovered for Ukaz returning to his tribe and how you are able to become, you are given a choice, I should say. You are allowed to re-enter or you are indeed allowed to be free and leave forever and what you choose. Well, well, I think it's your turn. Oh, I would think he established earlier. It's your turn. Lancer's kind of up with Benza. And Benza's putting his arm on his shoulder. It's time. Do you have an idea of what you most desire? I I think I can figure it out. But why? I'm sorry. You didn't even want to come here in the first place. And, and, and now you're just... Uh, you want me to leave you alone here with Lancer? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a little skeptical. He laughs. I guess you'll just have to trust me. It's anybody's character but Nathan's. <laughs> Fine. Fine. And I proudly walk through the door. Don't rush. You're not ready. Concentrate on your greatest desire. This is, this that is, is true. This is stressful. And again, Benzo is really like hesitant to come down here in the first place. We had to uh, talk him into it multiple times. Yeah, he's probably just gonna he's and probably gonna piss off right here. We're like, "Whoop, Lancer, let's go." <laughs> well, that's what I mean. And now he wants to be left alone. Yeah, and that's really suspicious. Yeah. All, all right, all right. And Anap takes a deep breath, and I walk through the gate. Your greatest desire to be back on the ship with Ilus. 
Aw. Dude, you guys like books, man. <laughs> Just like books. Because you know that's where I have this taking place. Because you know the first thing that happens as you walk towards the gate and your mind is clear is that you smell that sweet, sweet smoke. Specifically, I want to be playing Rooks with Nolsk. Yes. What do you mean I can't move it there? Look, I move it there. I pick it up. I move it. It's there now. I'm sorry. This is this is a problem with uh, the the common language. Can yes, allowed by the rules. No. What? I, here, I move it. Yeah, I, I win. See that. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> keep your yes! keep your stupid dagger. <laughs> keep your stupid gold dagger. Ha! Anip, Anip, are you are you sleeping? Kicks Doran. Anip, the Eilis, uh wants to know everything you know about these weird flesh-eating elves. Some kind of a weird job we could, I don't know, take, I guess. You mean the torn rack? Tell me of the great decisions you made in revising your own history. Give me two major points at which you changed your own destiny and made it so that you could live out life as you wanted to. Because you know, as soon as you step through, you are free of the shackles of that island. As turn order dictates, I believe, uh, what's that word that D&D uses? You have initiative, Ryan. Thank you. So yeah, I think uh, the, f- the first scene that we see of Bale is uh, Bale teaching his children to fish which was a thing that he always wanted to do, but they lived in the city and uh, he was always busy and was just like never, never able to, to get away. He wasn't a very good dad is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. <laughs> the next one. I, yeah. I, I, have, I have thoughts on that. Fucking hustling to work for your family. You're a good dad. You're just, you're just not there which is not good but you're poor so you gotta provide also so fucking shit has to happen i don't know man yeah i guess but bale thinks he's a bad uh, dad i just ba- i just want to more, more what i was more readily, to. Like, I, I, yeah. I i agree yeah. with you i agree yeah. with you yeah uh i meant that bale thinks cool. he's a yeah. shitty dad the next one um because i think like whatever magic is is at work here it like is populating this this dream world essentially with people from Bale's past. Yep. And so we see uh Bale and Gorza who work together in real life. They're they're actually like building a, a temple together. And we you know, the scene is more uh like a a time lapse mm. of them working on it and like obviously like they're buds and you know it's like the the more pure form of uh like their job isn't murdering people anymore yeah cool. yeah um and then the last one is uh bale and uh his wife simona sitting out like on a on a small rise overlooking the bay just like having a picnic and drinking as the the like you know the the sun goes down and the stars start to come out and stuff and they're just sitting and talking and drinking awesome because so you wanted a truth that gets revealed that then I can choose to either stay or go. Is that is that right? Yeah. Um maybe the truth that's revealed is um I mean the only thing that I can think of primarily is that basically this this man that I killed, um, his 
birth, his birth fortune was actually misread. Mm. And it's like revealed that his parents like, you know, paid off the, you know, the, the fortune teller who proclaimed him to have a holy soul was in fact like, so, you know, they lied and he was not actually considered a holy warrior uh, and therefore his soul was not oh, yeah. um, bound to the gods. And therefore what I did was not a crime. I love it. Which means I won't have my soul removed and bound into a zombie like creature um, which is what Ukaz ran from, but that does mean that my soul is still technically bound to the gods. Like mine is still right. The gods still own it. Yeah. So I guess then the the reveal is that I can stay, but my soul would still be up for offer. I would still be considered part of the holy cast, and I would still have to go through these ritual wars in order to be sacrificed. Or my fate's the same, or I have to like run anyway. Right. But I could run and not be damned by the gods which is what i am now i suppose um which means theoretically if i return and am sacrificed it would still count or you know i'm not necessarily cursed so cause would still leave he would still run i think i would have still left because his fate is still not his own even though he's not damned he's still claimed by the gods and that's the thing he really can't handle you know and he didn't want to be zombified either because he that is also him losing his soul which he doesn't want to do does that work for you? I don't know if I necessarily. No, I think I think you you hit on some. Uh, I wanted a development, and I feel like we got okay. it there. So you leave and you roam, right? But I think also if if we're setting that scene or whatever, I don't run as far, and I don't feel like I'm I'm having to like flee the you know the the angry voices no. of the gods as much. That's kind of why I said roam, right. rather right. than rather than just yeah. literally go as far away as I can and then end up in fucking Paru and then end up in space hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That's great. Hello, Anup. Anup being the person that he is and the person who has spent as much time alone as he has, which is a disgusting amount of time alone, a maddening amount of time alone, has picked out points at which he thinks that everything could have changed, and this gives him the opportunity to see them to completion. And in the first was that scene which we, we began to describe earlier, where... Grieg comes in and is, what do you know about these cannibalistic elves? And so, Anep, in our normal timeline, immediately researched them ad nauseum and convinced Eilis that following Haradgir on this quest was the right thing to do. And so now we find ourselves at that exact juncture, Grieg asking, what do you know about these elves? And in a frightening, almost panicked voice, Anep responds that they are pure evil and they will bring us no good. We should stay away from them. And we follow this for a while, the the crew finding some purchase and some livelihood for a few months before being ransacked by the torn rack and killed entirely. Anep as well. So no, that won't do. So perhaps later after the fight with the Tornrak has begun, after we have followed Haradgir's almost crazy crusade against these things. Anep, as before, says nothing as we followed Haradgir into his vastly outnumbered war against the Tornrak, our war against Frothgar. And in this, Anep takes the opportunity to take up arms, and even with this sort of back-remembering where he has all the skills he has now, which is 
at least a better understanding of swordsmanship. Even here we are routed. In this situation, Onep jumps to the fore of the ship and fights off the torn rack side by side with his friends, and is stuck through with a fetid blade and bleeds out, never finding himself, at least, on that awful infectious island. And as long as he wishes, Onep can relive his life to this point over and over again, each branch of this tree pruned aggressively, and the only living route that this fucking arch will allow him is one that leads him here. Bale, you live out your life. You grow old, your children grow up. You and your wife take many of those wonderful picnics, wonderful times. You get to reminisce many, many times over the good life that you have made for yourself, your wife, and your kids. One of them who is, I believe they were moving on up in the world, perhaps a government job. On one of those nights when you and your wife are having that lovely reminiscing out on the blanket, drinking, she goes inside, and you are old now, whiskered, and while she's gone, saying she'll be just a moment, a massive winged creature glides down from the sky. Its head is cloaked, and it holds a giant gilded sword, and it stands before you and points the blade at you and then extends a disgusting finger towards the horizon, where you can see, though you haven't seen it in a long, long time, that arch that you went through. And it raises the blade as if to invite you to be beheaded or to return. Every, Almost every part of Bale wants to stay, but Bale also knows that this, like, I'm assuming he remembers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he looks around for some way to, like, leave a note, realizes that he can't, looks the demon up and down, realizes that he probably can't fight that either because he's old now. Yeah, and this demon's massive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he takes that slow walk down to where the gate is with many stops to look back. Uh, and then when he, like, hears the front door open and close, he hurries through the gate. Mm-hmm. I, not to be selfish, I would totally like you to take that again, but I want you to actually be able to leave a note, and I want to know what the note says, because I find that way, way more interesting, personally. If you want to leave a note, you are allowed. I don't want to. Oh, I think it's better yeah. that he can't. Yeah, yeah. Because how long do you roam ignoring it, and it being the vision of the man you killed with his guts spilling onto the floor. Hello, listeners. This is Zach, your editor, splicing in here. In what has become a sad theme of this particular series, we lost a little bit of the audio for this. What follows and what you missed was the trials of Ukaz Kozaked. He left his tribe and wandered the world with the spirit the phantasm of the man he killed following him. This was a sadder affair than most. The man mocked him and mocked his every step in existence. This drove Ukaz to try and drown him out with alcohol and drugs and partying. If you recall, Ukaz is a younger warrior. Twenty years pass of this, just 
ignoring him, his cackling, his haunting voice. Lukas at one point even realizes that the dead man with his guts spilled everywhere holds the key to going back. A golden blade dagger. And it takes Ukaz years and years and years to finally return. Return to where he was. Return to his companions. But that's where we'll pick up. The three are awakening just now and looking on to see how Benza is doing. And you guys wake up, and as you as you get to your feet, and you see Benza passed out next to you, and you see Lancer, who is checking in on each of you, telling you to approach him. Come on. He said it should go like this. You'd eventually come back around. Are oh, you doing okay? Uh, through tears. <laughs> no, not particularly. Where's Benza? He said he had to go too. Hopefully he'll be back soon, but... I'm not exactly sure. He was being really opaque about things. Is Benza's body here? Yeah, it's right next to oh, you. Okay. You guys. I'm trying. Uh, I'm so tempted just to like. As you're as you're like <laughs> looking to poke it, I'm like, he he said maybe don't do that. It could mess with the ritual. <sighs> and I like point the spear at him too. No, Lancer. None of us are fine. Why didn't you have to do this? Why aren't you on the ground? He said I might have to if it doesn't work for him. That hardly seems fair. You know what, Lancer? Your god's an asshole. You see, like, for half a second, a flicker (laughs) of recognition in his eyes. But it immediately goes away, right? Immediately. I think, like, realizing you're meeting your god and your god telling you you're bad at things and then info... uh, Info dumping on him as Lancer, as he did to Lancer. Lancer is now... Uh, in a whirlwind of trying to grasp what his god really is. And you see that on his face, a kind of, like, shaken foundation. Ukaz, this has been very trying for all of us. Please take it a little easier on him. And it, like, gets to his feet. We should talk about what we're going to do if, uh, if Benza dies and we have to get out of here. We keep going. Right, but how do we get out we probably don't. Anep is, like, n- looking between all of you, just staring off into space. I just died, like, millions of times. <laughs> and I died unhappy in all of them. Including this one. <laughs> I, uh... I don't disagree that that is probably how this is going to end. I mean, if he gets up, maybe we'll be okay. But if he doesn't get up, honestly, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to worry about it. We go forward, maybe get up there, is what he said. Or not, it doesn't matter. Lancer, how long were we all like that for? It was a couple of hours. How long has he been like that? About an hour, I think, after we were done talking. He said he didn't have as much to live, so it shouldn't take as long. Well, I'll put some tea on then. (laughs) I'm gonna, like, just, just wrote... Start a fire. Yeah. You do get some tea, and it takes a little bit of time before the commotion starts. You hear a squelching from where Benza is, and liquid. And as you look over at where his body lies, you see blood coming out of his eyes. 
And then it starts coming out of his mouth and from every other area in his body. And his skin begins to peel back on his legs and shins as more blood escapes his body. And it quickly tendrils its way up and starts to sit in the center of the archway, all of this blood and in its morphous form. And then you see it shoot out like spider webs to attach to the top of the archway and to its body and to Benza's body at the bottom. And it's strange because the blood gives off this neon-like glow. And it does this and creates this thick, webbed gush of blood in the center of that archway. And Lancer says, Oh, I think this is what's supposed to happen now. This is our way through. And he looks very sad. Do we have the bomb that Benza had on him? Yeah. Okay. So you're saying he's dead then? Yep. Are you going to lance him? He said I wouldn't need to do that, because this would take everything away when we moved through. Well, we should just get going then. Come on. Nothing else to do at this point. And Ukaz starts making his way like up this webbing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's like walking into a a small slit made of flesh. You have to like force your way through as if you're breaking through a membrane, and the blood, you know, it's just all over. You're just gonna have to kind of dive into there. The passage is disgusting, weird. Obviously, I assume most of you haven't uh, traveled through Pythian means quite like this, but you do come out the other side, and you all fall onto the ground covered in blood and you hear what sounds like a Gregorian chant met with clicks around this kind of swell of a central vocal ease and then it gets very discordant with like a top end of like you know the tenors and what would be like the tenor but it's like a, a hyper high noise of almost like a what is that fucking instrument that like you pull JD I assume this this would be an instrument that you're aware of that it's the one where you like basically you pull the note out of it it's this giant rod and it makes like a theremin, son, a theremin. yeah it's like oh yeah, that's it's like yeah, high, yeah. high pitched theremin noises like reverberating throughout these halls and you notice that you're standing on what looks like marble floors that seem elegantly carved but it is dark all around you. Can I tell where these chants are coming from? Or like what's making these noises? Are there creatures around us doing this or something else? Is it echoing from somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, uh, discern realities. Cool. Taking that minus one forward from the wound healing. Yeah, yeah, that's a six. All right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <gonna> mark XP. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Going according to plan. You're you're looking around to try and find where these voices are coming from. And as you move out of the small little anteroom you're into, you move into a great hall. And it's probably hard to track them because these voices are bouncing off of the walls in this gigantic room. Think of the biggest church you've ever seen and times it by ten. These halls of marble. And stone and you see above you suspended in the air hundreds of cages that are dripping blood down them 
onto the ground where there is a small film of blood across the whole white marble floor. And in the center of the ceiling, a, a giant skeletal head of a dragon sits. And across the way, you see what you can only think of or remember of in your tribal history of like a congregation of a church. And they are singing this hymn. Far off in a distant land that you all have much forgotten about in your time here. A great war rages amongst two sides, attempting to claim its rightful heir to a kingdom that you barely remember the name of. And one side is winning. And that is the side with the crown. four sessions <laughs> can i do anything in four sessions uh no <laughs> I, I would say actively not <laughs>